Well, welcome back, Kittas Valley Sports Talk fans. Eric Sorensen here with Luke Olson. Episode 19 of the Kittas Valley Sports Podcast. We have a little Austin Jenks rolling right now. Luke, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We started this without doing our homework on a number 19. It's a big number, too. It is. Do I... I don't know anybody that's number 19 off the top of my head. Edgar? Edgar is... Number 11. Um, that's, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> number 19. It, was thinking? it Johnny Unitas? There's someone big 19. Number 19. We're going to do some Googling here while we talk. But if you guys remember last week, we were missing Luke here. Uh, welcome back. How was the land of the sun? Thanks for bringing a foot of snow outside. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona was good. Good. Um, high 60s. It's pretty, I guess not. It's better than 16 degrees. Uh Will and I went on a walk this morning, and that was how cold it was. So uh, freezing, but uh, we're at nineteen right now. Nineteen, mm-hmm. so bumped up a couple, yeah, notches. But yeah, snow was good. I mean, the, <laughs> the sun was good. Snow's good too. But yeah, it was fun. What uh, what golf courses did you play? Uh, I can't remember the one that was called. What the one we did play is called uh, the the Biltmore. Yeah. So my dad used to work there, and so he he knows. The, the GM still who's been there forever. So it's fine. And the GM actually is a guy that pitched for the pilots back in the day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he's a baseball player. That's pretty awesome. And he was, uh, he was telling us that even he only played in the majors like a couple of years, but he still, he says he gets a couple times a month. People send him cards and stuff of him on the pilots and people ask for autographs. Really? I mean, he was only there one year. Obviously the pilots were only here. I think just one year. Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, we will go with the Johnny Unitas, the Golden Arm, number nineteen. I uh, played for the Baltimore Colt or Colts, ten Pro Bowl there. Yeah, but well, with it, well, you got back, and unfortunately, you had a pretty bummer Sunday afternoon. I'm sure because <laughs> I had a pretty bummer Sunday afternoon yeah, too. I'm still pissed off. So yeah, um, man. I but, yeah, I don't know. Too bad, but. I guess it's according to Pete Carroll. It's just a start, so feels like 2012, and I hope so. So that means a Super Bowl next year. <laughs> 2012 was the year we lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. I watched. Yeah, I remember yep. watching that game. I remember leaving that game thinking, guys, don't stress out. The Seahawks are going to win a Super Bowl here next year, and they did. And wow. I, I think this yeah. team's back and go draft a couple. I don't know. I, I see that they need to go and get a, some uh, a good secondary yeah. safety or a corner and. Yeah, I don't, no, yeah, no. it's tough. It's, I think Pete Carroll said he wants to keep the offensive line the same, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll let him do all that work, and I'll just watch next year. And they've criticize. been successful doing it so far. Yeah, that's I can't right. Complain, yeah. Um, and then the other big news we had in the national level was uh, it was right after we finished recording last week. Uh, Mr. Mike Leach was stolen by the Mississippi State yeah. Bulldogs. I don't know. What do you think? Good and bad. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's it, going to be it's a loss. I think the for Cougars fans, I think the Apple Cup thing was kind of kind of bothering them, yeah. even though how much success he's brought them. But uh, they they did get a yeah. I don't know. What are your your thoughts? My thoughts is <clears throat> it keeps feeling like you're watching your ex girlfriend with a brand new boyfriend who is a rich famous person, and you can't go anywhere without seeing him. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I, I, you know, he did a great thing. He brought the program to relevance. 
the good news is Jimmy Lake has to throw away his game plan for the Cougs because that's going to have to change. But they hired a new guy uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, his yeah. name's split my mind right now. But he uh, Nick something. Yep, or? he's the head coach at Hawaii. So the run and shoot, yeah, will be in Pullman next year. Run and shoot offense looks like they were second in pass attempts behind the Cougars in yeah. last year, but they had about 250 more rushing attempts. So Mr. Max Borgie should be pretty excited about next well, year. That's what uh, I think he tweeted that. And then uh, Nick, yes. the coach retweeted that today. Yeah, the one with Leach so, and the cowbell. Yeah, And then Borgie retweets saying, I'm gonna run more. my excitement yeah. of running the ball more. So, um, yeah, that's I think it was a good hire. I think uh, I read uh, their beat writer from Spokesman Review kind of. Theo Lawson. Theo Lawson mm-hmm. kind of put his the 10 can't probably top candidates. I think he was like number one. Yeah. So it's good pay raise for him. He was making like 600,000 in Hawaii. Yeah. That's an expensive place to live. And now he's getting 3 million in Pullman. That's a pretty good. So, (laughs) and you're living cost of living. I heard that a, I heard a few people ask, why would you leave Hawaii? That, I mean, why would you ever leave coaching there? But then I heard a coach's comment from Hawaii say, well, we work out long hours. Football coaches work really long hours. You drive to work, and on your way to work, everybody's vacationing. Yeah. You get done with work, you're going home late at night, everybody's still vacationing, and you're not. Yeah. And plus, the travel sucks. I guess the, your flights are guaranteed over six or six hours or more, probably something. Really? Yeah. But, you know, the good news about the pay cut, he's making about half of what Leach was making. And maybe that opens up some stipend for some assistant coaches, some defensive coaches to go get a good D coordinator and get the Cougs rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, you know, that's the big national news. And you guys probably noticed there's a missing voice here. Yeah. John beating. is beating the pavement right now. <laughs> making making a living. Not much else we can say about that. Yeah. He should should be here, but that's okay. He should He's, be here. Someone's got to <laughs> bring food to the table. That's so. right. Uh, Partly, yeah. He doesn't know that we, we made some new kangaroo court rules. He is bringing called the court of the podcast. So be ready for that, John. And uh, But I believe he's going to call us in here in a second, and we're going to get going on our scoreboard. Our guest today, you want to introduce the guest? Yep, our guest will be Ellensburg volleyball coach Debbie Landry, who's been there for at least – she's had a couple – two stints, I believe, at Ellensburg, but she's been here since 2013, and they've been pretty – the volleyball team has been pretty dominant, so it would be kind of interesting to see – Kind of have her talk about that and right what it looks like next year for them after finishing runner-up at the 2A state, state championship. You know, I was listening back to a past episode we did on the first one of the year with our highlights the last decade. Mm-hmm. And throughout our conversation, we didn't ever put that on the board. Well, I think Ellensburg's volleyball. We're making for it up now. They need they are being a, uh, mentioned for the last team of the decade. Yeah. And especially wrapping up the decade with the state championship appearance. And we'll be excited to talk to her. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll have a message from Fitters Furniture, our great sponsor. Quality furniture since 1896, I believe. I got a little 1896. Uh, Go down and check them out. They're on Main Street. Heck, go check them out. Park. Go buy some furniture. Walk across the street. Go to the Tav. Get a burger and a beer. And then then pick up a copy of the newspaper. And then go see Luke over across the street for some newspapers. And that is a full day. Support the local guys. Go tell the guys at Fitter's Furniture that Kid S Valley Sports Talk sent you. We'll be right back with John Gouda on the phone. 
ready to spread knowledge That's right. for everybody. Yeah. Is a new sofa calling your name this new year? Maybe a recliner? Whatever furniture needs replacing, when it comes to furniture upgrades, you can trust the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg. A knowledgeable sales staff, certified interior designers, and three floors of quality home furnishings are just some of what you'll get at Fitterer's. Fitterer's also offers in-house financing, free delivery, and Holloway in central Washington. Fitterer's Furniture, quality furniture since 1896. Valley Sports Talk fans were back, and we were gracious enough to be joined. Or we weren't gracious. He was gracious enough to join us today. You know, uh, Luke ditched us last week for Arizona. John's ditching us for the beautiful Moses Lake area. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, John. <laughs> I'm glad to be calling in. I feel like I'm a guest. I feel like I'm a weekly guest. And so uh, I need you guys to roll out the red carpet for me. Oh, it's rolled out, but it's in the form of snow and it's white outside. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we're going to hop into this real quick. Uh, we got the scoreboard, but we're going to make it casual. We're going to have fun with this because that's what the people want, John. And that's what we're going to give them. Yeah, that's right. And the people want to know who our sponsor is, which is Fitterer's Furniture, quality furniture, furniture since 1896. They're on Main Street. Uh, that's we, right. We just gave them a great business plan before you joined us to get themselves some furniture, burger and a beer across the road, and then walk across the road and get yourself a newspaper there for Luke's office. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Heck yeah. Well, let's start off with Central. We got a big week coming up. Last week, the women split with Anchorage and Fairbanks. They beat Fairbanks, lost to the number seven team Anchorage. But who's coming to town Thursday, fellas? Western. Voldemort. The, <laughs> the he who shall not be named, right? Dang right. We don't like them, but they're coming to town. So get your butts to Nicholson Pavilion. The women tip off at 515 against Western. And then uh, the boys play right after that against Alaska Anchorage on Thursday. And they start at 730. Um, is that Spar? Or is he'll be here on Saturday with Fairbanks. Okay. So the return of Spar, year number two. I don't even know how Fairbanks has been doing this year with Spar's team, but it seems like they're doing better. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I think they're four and two in conference, and but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The boys lost a heartbreaker there at Billings, ninety-two to ninety-one. John, you were saying it was a last-second shot. Yeah, it it was. I mean, literally, it came down to the wire, last possession of the game, kind of thing. And and uh, but just to kind of reiterate what you guys are saying, uh, uh, the the Fairbanks uh, men's team. I think they're four and one in GNAC play. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, just a, a definite improvement. I think they're they have a height disadvantage uh, to most teams, um, if I remember their roster correctly. But uh, one that should bring uh, that should bring a, a, a ton of people. If you remember last year's game uh, when Fairbanks came into town, one it was really really snowing really hard, uh, and uh, secondly is uh, it was on Valentine's Day. And so, right. uh, if I if I remember correctly, the three of us spent Valentine's Day with our better halves in Nicholson Pavilion, and thankfully we don't have to do that this year. Um, I hope that we get a great crowd, um, a better crowd than we had last year uh, to welcome Spar back in town. And and uh, you know, no no disrespect to Coach Renta and, and the Wildcats, but uh, you know, Spar been here for. 29, 30 years. I mean, it's always nice to see a guy like that come home. How did Willow like spending Valentine's Day at Nicholson Pavilion? 
I don't, she wasn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you lucked out. She was there in spirit. In spirit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So, yeah, get there, uh, like I said, on Thursday, Western plays Central Girls right before the boys at 515, and the boys take on Anchorage. And then that Saturday, the girls play Simon Frazier, 5 o'clock, and then the boys follow up with the Return of Spar, Part 2. Yeah. Uh, before we move to preps, Let's cover. We talked last week about the rodeo, and I was there Friday night. John, you were there the other two nights. I don't think Luke found his cowboy hat yet. Have you? No, you didn't get down there. Dang <laughs> no, it. Um, didn't quite get. Didn't quite get there. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the circuit finals, how it ended up, and I think some locals had some pretty good goes at it. You know, we did. I mean, first things first that I want to say. Like I said, I wasn't there on Friday because I was watching uh, uh, some kids' ass basketball, which we'll talk about here in a second. But I was there on Saturday and Sunday, and I tell you what. The, the attendance there at the circuit finals since it's been back to the Sundome the last handful of years, it's been a little bit uh, light, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But I was really thrilled with Saturday's attendance. It wasn't a sellout or anything like that, but really happy to see uh, rodeo athletes compete in front of a, a decent crowd. And then, of course, on Sunday, I expected nobody would be there because the Hawks were playing at 3.30 and the circuit finals were at 1. But there was an okay crowd there, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, great, great time for the locals. Um, you know, Jason Miner won the season-ending all-around uh, award, uh, a buckle. Uh, he beat Caleb McMullen, which, you know, a soap late kid uh, by like two or three hundred bucks. I mean, so you, you rodeo all year long and then you win the, the all-around by, you know, less than less than three hundred bucks. And so, um, you know, that's a tip of the hat to, to Caleb because he's quite the all-around cowboy. But so is Jason. Jason won money and in the tie down roping, uh, I think he won about 4,600 bucks, give or take over the weekend, which is great. Uh, the minor brothers, um, they placed, uh, second in two rounds and then they won the average in the, in the team roping. Um, so they won over five grand, uh, Jake minor, uh, roping with Garrett Rogers. They've won both the first and third rounds. Um, and so they came away with like 36, 3,700 bucks. Jake Pratt wins the uh, season-ending buckle for for uh, tie-down roping, the cap roping, and so um, you know Kevin Lusk in, in bareback shoot. He uh, he placed fourth in the first round, and again I wasn't there on Friday. I, I heard that he got hurt, and so I don't want to make that definitive. Uh, something happened with his riding hand, I, I believe, and and uh, so tough luck there. But you know guys like. Uh, uh, Jack Fisher, former Upper County guy, living in Allsburg now. Joey, uh, Joey Bergevin. Hey, they won a few hundred bucks in the in the tie down roping, or pardon me, in the team roping. Joey Bergevin, and, the Kitty Cass alumni. Yeah, got to give you a alum. shout out, Joe, uh, Doctor Joe. Yeah, shoot, if, if you got horses that need help, he's a vet. So um, I'm sure Joey will pay me for that uh, sponsorship right there. But, oh, we'll uh, bill him. Uh, <laughs> speaking of horses, you know, barrel racing horses. Jody Tucker was. Uh, was down there representing Nelsburg and she didn't place in the money, but I'll tell you one thing about her horse is, you know, that Sundome arena is tiny. It's probably the smallest arena that anybody's going to rope or ride in. And, uh, you know, so Jody was, you know, just a you know, blink of an eye behind the, uh, the winners and the placers, but that her horse and her ability to ride, let's remember she won a, a chunk of change there in Pendleton. And they call Pendleton the Green Mile, one, because they have the grass and everything like that, and two, it's because their barrel racing pattern is probably about 
10 to 12 seconds longer than Ellensburg's. And Ellensburg is a big, big arena. The reason why I bring that up is that's such a tiny arena in the Sun Dome. But when Jody and her horse get outside in big open arenas, you know, really watch out. So, but yeah, fun, fun time there in, uh, in Yakima. And uh, one, it's local rodeo that was easy to get to. And two, is a handful of guys made some money. And now the ones that are, you know, uh, rodeoing year round, they're down in the, in, in the Arizonas and New Mexico's and Texas is getting, getting ready for uh, warmer climates to, to say the least. And so, you know, Denver is this week and Odessa down in Texas just uh, wrapped up. And then of course you got San Angelo and Austin and Fort Worth and Houston. I mean, some huge, huge rodeos, but, uh, you get me talking about rodeo guys, and I, I can't shut up. <laughs> well, I remember Joey Bergevin showing up in high school. He had won a team roping or something on a weekend and won a pickup. And we were all thinking, man, yeah. we're playing the wrong sport. He's getting saddles yeah. and pickups. We're getting more running. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to some uh, local sports. We had the Cleelum girls took it to Granger on Saturday. Beat them fifth. I'm seeing this right, 51-8. to eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a preview with a potential. I think it'll still be called the EWAC next year. Those two teams should be dropping down to the 2B level. That's right. I yeah. believe Clelm's still coming down. Mm-hmm. Clelm yeah. Granger going to be in our so, league with Kittitas. That Clelm Granger score, that was correct. I saw that and I'm like, man, that's got to be a typo. No, yeah. The uh, Clelm held them scoreless in two quarters, the first and the first and the third. So, and wow. the beating. The boys had a good day and or they beat Granger um sixty four to fifty four on Saturday also. Yeah, yeah. I think Clown the boys are a pretty good team. They got a lot of potential, I think, mm-hmm. in the future. And uh and you and John saw that showdown versus uh yeah. Kittitas. Good game. Definitely. Uh, both yeah. teams are gonna get going here soon. They you know unfortunately uh, Kittitas lost I think the girls and boys lost on Friday night, if I'm correct, or against the White Swan Cougars. Yeah. Is that you know, I'll, I'll say one thing about the, the White Swan teams. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see both of them in Spokane or at least fighting for mm-hmm. one of those spots. And um, uh, the White Swan boys, you know, we've had our, our way with them over the last handful of years, but they've always been, like, almost there. And I think maybe this year um, – I don't want to say they're going to, you know, run the table for the rest of the season, but uh, they definitely had a, a pretty decent team. And I, I tell you, I don't think uh, I'd like to have that game back. I, I'm talking like a coach or a player um, because I thought, you know, maybe a little bit of a better pass selection, maybe a little bit of better shot selection. We could have, you know, um, chipped away at the lead a little bit to get a little more momentum. And then for the, for the girls, um, you know, it was it was relatively close. I want to say we were down by seven, maybe eight, going into the uh, going into the fourth quarter. And so, you know, you're within a couple of possessions and and uh, or a few possessions, and then you know, White Swan just got on a hot streak, and and uh, uh, it seems like they just couldn't miss. And then you know, we got on a cold streak, and it seemed like we couldn't make them. So, um, and then when you're in the fourth quarter, that just kind of that just kind of hurts. So, but. I was thrilled for them to bounce back on Saturday down there at Liberty Christian. Well, yeah, the boys went down there. They beat Liberty Christian 71-61. Blake Catlin had 28 points. Uh, Hudson had 10 assists. Cody Van Dorn had a double-double. But the big one, the big excitement for the night, was not just apparently the horrible officiating of the girls' game, 
and it sounded like it wasn't great for the boys game anyway, but Hannah Moore hitting a three pointer as to win the game 38, 35 against Liberty Christian also. Yeah. See, that's amazing. And Hannah Moore, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the roster in front of me. She's a sophomore. Um, so to, you know, take that shot when you're young, like maybe 15 years old or how old she is, mm-hmm. I mean that that's that that should put some wind on their sails as a team, and then definitely her as a as a player. I I like watching her play. I like watching them all play. But that what a great shot! Yeah. Well, they, I guess it's I can say this because it sounded like on both sides. I've talked to the Tri Cities fans. I talked to some Kittitas fans, and it was just a horrible officiating job. And for Coach Moan to get a technical, that dude is the nicest guy. He, <laughs> I was shocked. I, I almost wanted to text him, and congratulate him, saying, "Hey, man, all right," but. uh it sounded like it was a homer job, but it can't even call it a homer job because it was it sounded like they were going screwing both teams. But uh, I can say that because I'm a podcaster. I'm not a uh, I'm not in season yet. You so, can, yeah. So, we're yeah. not going to get fined for it. We're not saying anything wrong. Come spring, I might change my tune. Ellsworth boys basketball. What? Let's see. They uh, come up clutch. Let's see. I guess unfortunately they dropped their game to East Valley. It was the girls that beat East Valley. Yeah. Yep. The girls uh, East beat East Valley in a close one last uh, last Saturday. Um, yeah, the freshman Riley Leishman came up pretty clutch for them. Uh, Ellensburg led for most of the game. Um, and then East Valley just kind of slowly made their way back and took their first lead with like two minutes left. And then, uh, Leishman hit the first three to tie it. And then she later, they were up three and she knocked down another one. Um, I think they're up three, but yeah, it was kind of a big play. She had another three with 30 seconds left to Mm kind of. Keep Ellensburg undefeated. Um, yeah, I think ten and zero in conference. So wow, Where, where's Ellensburg at this week? Uh, they, I think they're on the road at Grandview today. Okay, today. Yep. I guess it is Tuesday. We're recording this thing. Yeah. Um, thing about Ellensburg is, uh, I saw. You know, there's so many different rankings. There's, I saw in the Evans rankings that I kind of follow on Twitter. There were uh, ranked fourth. Um. And the WIAA, Luke, I'm not sure if you uh, know where they're at on WIA, the, the RPI stuff, but uh, um, actually, I just see it right here. They're second yeah, behind Linden. It. They were one just a few weeks ago, but then Linden just jumped jumped ahead of them. But yeah, I, I and then there was another rankings. I saw Allensburg was like fifth, Jeez. fifth in the two A. So I don't know what. <clears throat> when do they that out. have they released the RPI rankings yet from the state? That's what. Yeah, John they have fifth. No, John. I think John. You say they're second, or yeah, they're yeah. Linden is number one. Uh, Ellensburg is number two, and uh, Linden's got a pretty decent lead in terms of percentage points and hmm. winning percentage. You know, they're both twelve and zero. In fact, Tumwater is twelve and zero as well. I think those are only three. Uh, yeah. But Linden's got a, a heavier strength of, or a better strength of schedule than Ellensburg, um, and then their opponents' win percentage. Uh, is better than Ellensburg's, but uh, I mean that's not to take anything away from Ellensburg. But but shoot, just in the whole, what is that District Five Six for you know Central Washington and Spokane is so you got uh, West Valley High School out of Spokane, it's fifth. East Valley Spokane is seventh. Um, so and then you go down to Clarkson High School is nineteenth. So and then East Valley is uh, do Ellensburg just be they're they're twenty twenty first, but yeah. I expect them to kind of move up as they get more uh, get more league wins, as long as it's not against Ellensburg. Yeah. 
Well, let's move on a little bit. We got, before we talk about wrestling, which is a big weekend coming up in wrestling, we got to give a shout out to Ellensburg High School soccer player, Allie Brown, signs her letter of intent to play soccer at Black Hill State University. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. It happened while I was gone. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a Division two school in South Dakota. And uh, yeah, Allie was a great, great defender for Ellensburg in the last couple of years. She was a defender, defense player of the year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then she, I think she, she must be okay. We're playing in the cold because uh, it's cold today. <laughs> yeah. South Dakota winter is that's a different kind of cold. It so I already away. that girl is tougher than us. Dang right. She is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ellensburg steamrolled East Valley to open up their CWAC schedule in wrestling. Big news. But this weekend is big. You got the Ray Westberg Invitational. All local schools will be there. Kittitas, Cleom, Ellensburg, of course. And uh, that'll be a fun weekend. Hopefully, I'm able to sneak away and get out to that. Yeah, so I'm I'm a former wrestler, as you can tell from my my current uh, athletic state. I mean, clearly, I'm still in shape. But I would say Ellensburg or, or the Westburg invite that that's one of the one of the elite uh, one of the elite invitationals, and and you can tell by how far the teams will travel. So you'll get like the, the Cheneys and the Clarksons over there. Um, you'll get, uh, uh, you know, other West side teams. I, I know that there's been teams from, you know, King and Pierce County, Thurston County making the trip over. So, um, that just kind of shows you what kind of a, what kind of a tournament, uh, and what kind of talent that brings in. So these guys probably get tired of beating up on each other in the, in the CWAC, but it's nice to have, a new competition that you might not see until uh, Mac Classic in the Tacoma Dome. So uh, it's a fun tournament. I've covered it, and I, I know Luke, you have too. And and uh, so I'm I'm thrilled to see that Kittitas and Cleon and Ellensburg will get to match up with each other. Well, if you guys go watch that, you know, don't leave, don't get bored sitting there, stay, because the championship rounds of that tournament are fun to watch. They bring everything down. It's it's. Uh, more localized there with just the championship matches and it's a lot of fun watching that for sure and uh, definitely be able to get out there yeah that's that's we're getting busier things are happening with this whole uh, local sports here <clears throat> yep right in, right in the middle of a uh, yeah winter mm-hmm. sports yeah so good time there's plenty of things to go see this week i know kid is home saturday they play it earlier those three, girl, three, three and, and five. five yeah and then uh there's some central games at well, home they play too. tonight too tuesday yeah. night they're on the road to Mapton, oh. uh, I believe it is. Yeah, double header there with them, and then uh, Saturday, yeah, it's just packed with prep and, and college stuff. So mm-hmm. hard yeah. to pick where you're going to go, but no matter where you choose, you're going to get a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are going to go to the guest of the week. I think we're going to lose John, but maybe he will. Will you grace us, grace us with your presence at the end of this podcast? Call us back for. A would you rather or some sort of a subject? We really want to pick your brain at the end, John. That sounds good. Okay, you know what? I guarantee that I will call in at the uh, at the uh, the end of the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the very end as we're wrapping up. Um, we will be right back with Ellensburg volleyball coach Debbie Landry. We're so pumped to talk to her and, and find out about what a great season she's had this year and and uh, her road to coaching and whatnot. And we'll be right back. Well, Valley Sports Talk fans, we are back with our guest of the week, brought to you by Fitters Furniture. We are joined today in studio by Ellensburg Volleyball Coach Debbie Landry. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Well, we ask most people, our star our, our interviews, you're, everybody's got a story how they got to coaching. So, Les, how'd you get into coaching and what got you to 
Ellensburg and where you're at now? I have been involved in sports all my life. My parents pushed. I have a brother that played football at Central, and then I came and played at Central. Prior to Central, I'm a Tumwater graduate. Tumwater okay. always has good programs, and so that's my background. Played at Central for four years, and um, volleyball, volleyball and softball were my two loves, but volleyball is the one that I wanted to progress with and played in college and got my first teaching job in Ephrata and um, had the head volleyball coach right off the bat. And I was there for seven years before I came to Ellensburg. Okay. Um, I guess it's probably pretty nice coming back to Central. You, you obviously come into this town in Ellensburg. Were you excited to come back to Ellensburg? I was. Well, and when I first started in Ephrata, I was single. Mm-hmm. And then I got married. My yep. husband's job was here. So I commuted from Ellensburg to Ephrata oh. for five years. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of driving. So it was <laughs> nice to come back yeah. and be in, have your hometown and everything is in one spot. Oh, yeah. for sure. What year was Ephrata? What year did you start? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. And so... You were part of, I mean, I know you have Abby Harrell now. And didn't you coach Abby Harrell's mom as well? And that's When sick. I came to Ellensburg my first year, I was the JV coach. Okay. And Abby's mom was on the varsity team. Okay. So Chicky Tracy was the head coach for that group. And then the next year I took it over. Okay. And then there was a little break because then you came back and. I did. Yeah. I coached for 10 years and then I took some time off and then I came back. Um Tara Affalter was the head coach then, okay. and I came back as her assistant. I went to a um, PE conference with Randy, and mm-hmm. he twisted my arm <laughs> to, to get back into coaching. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I've stuck with it since then. Yeah. Okay. So twenty-three years, I think, of coaching with Ellensburg. Or no, just total, yeah. total. Yeah. You ever have aspirations of going to the next level? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. No, no. So I mean, what's these these past? I guess yeah, eight years been like with the program. I mean, um, I really didn't think I would come back in as a head coach. I figured I would finish my career out as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the situation came up, and the position was there, and my husband and I talked a lot because, as you know. Uh, summers are shot um, and you spend a lot of extra time. And so we had a good heart to heart on, you know, what it would look like. Cause if I was going to come back, I was going to do it all the way, Mm -hmm. which meant a lot of extra hours and camps and open gym and weight training and conditioning and all those things that make a great team. Um, But I love the sport Mm -hmm. and it's fun to teach elementary PE and then I call it go with the big girls in the <laughs> afternoon and be with them. Um, so it takes a lot of time. There's some sacrifices at home, but um, yeah, it's well worth it in the long run. So you've, you probably, so 2013, so some of these, you probably had some of these girls in PE that right, I, yes, now on the team. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so then when they come through, I'm going, oh, Valley View, Valley View, Valley View. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I hear, too, at school, I'm on this club team and I'm on that club team. And so then I have lots of schedules to try to go at least watch one match while yeah. they're playing with their club teams. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
that club volleyball, that, that's big. That's huge. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Or <laughs> Yeah, club volleyball is big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I encourage my girls to be multi-sport athletes. But in all reality, if you want to be competitive at the state level, those girls have to put the extra time in. And that means parents mm-hmm. devote a lot of extra time and money as well. Okay. And yeah, Mario is another big key to the success of our program. Mario and Daya has been so generous with his time and what he does with the girls, not only the Ellensburg girls, the girls in the community, that's Cleelum and Kittitas and Sela and Yakima. He spends and devotes hours with the girls because he loves the sport too and wants to see the girls be successful. And he started up a club team and that's where a lot of our girls are either, either team Yakima or crew. Mm. And, um, in this year he's started one that the girls that are interested in going on and playing at the next level, they have to uh, try out. And there's a lot of things that are required if they want to be on that team. So some of those girls are playing pretty much year round. They maybe get August off and that's about the sum of it. So he's coaching the crew. Some of it. There's lots of teams. There's 12 through yeah. 18. And I think, I believe he's coaching the 16s this year. So that's, that's a lot for him. Especially exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's how he gets out and starts seeing players that he wants to recruit. That's good recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. But he has been huge in developing a lot of the girls in the area. Yeah. And so you obviously had his daughter for four years. Yeah. What was that like? He had Tia. And then I had Molly, his wife, as an assistant coach, too. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, Tia, special young lady. Mm. Um, You know, people would just say, oh, she's so good. But they didn't realize the time the girl spent in the gym. And she worked out. And she probably had a ball in her hand by the time she could walk. (laughs) Um, But a special player. Very dedicated to improving her skills, and she knew what she wanted to do. She wanted a D1, you know, college, and she worked for it. And then there's a lot of people that don't realize the time behind the scenes of uh, what it takes to get to that level. Yeah. So during her, I mean, those years, like, do you remember when Gonzaga called or... It's kind of a funny story. Yeah. She wanted to go to Gonzaga and they offered the position her that setting position to another player. Oh. And we had already committed to go to camp at Gonzaga. So there mm. was kind of a well, <laughs> do we as a little yeah. awkward yeah. for sure. And I didn't know that until right before we went. And we got there and their coaching staff took another look at her and went we made a mistake Yeah, <laughs> and came over and started talking to Tia and Molly and offered her then. Right. Not right then, yeah. but they were figuring out how they were going to get her there. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So it was, you know, and Molly says probably the best $355 we ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> Dang right. <laughs> so it, it, that was how it ended up. She wanted to go there mm-hmm. and she had some other offers, but she, she wanted to go to Gonzaga. And so luckily we went to camp there and worked out. Yeah, it did. did what were her other? Did she have any, like other D one offers or? Yeah, there were some in Oregon. Hmm, I think in, I think Montana. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember yeah. all of them, but there were quite a few. What would you get calls? Like would they talk to you? They or? mainly talked to Mario. Since he's a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mainly talked to Mario. 
Oh. And she, I mean, obviously she was like a, a hitter for you. And now she's like a setter, right? At she did both. She, when both. she was in the back row, she was my setter. And then she would, when she went to the front row, she was, but she was okay. my number one setter and my number one hitter. So it wasn't really a tough transition for a college at all. No. And then she, you know, because she knew how to play the net, playing a five one, if she went to the net to set, she was still a great blocker. Hmm. So that's the beauty of her. She can jump, you know, I'm sure they would have loved her to be a little bit taller, but yeah. She is athletic enough that she can handle the net. Mm. Were you able to go to any games this year? I didn't make it to any mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. It's tough when your schedule is. Same season. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. tough. So with her coming in, did you know she was going to be a special player? I mean, he, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she came. We had even invited her when she was in eighth grade. We ran some camps at in our own gym. Um, and. We always, we invited her to come in when she was in eighth grade and she just went fit through right it. In. Oh yeah, yeah, That's awesome. went right through it. That's yeah, awesome. but she knew so many of the girls too from playing clubs. So yeah, yeah she very mature for her age too. So yeah. so you say you ran a bunch of camps. Do you guys do that quite often for younger? We we did a lot of younger camps to begin with, but now Mario's running so many mm. of them that it's a competition. I feel like it's a competition, and he does such a great job. Yeah. He has it. And you get to but, go watch and see what the future right. holds. Yeah. But then we had a, a gal, Momi Bowles, and she was a coach over in Auburn, mm. played at Gonzaga. And I met her at a coach's clinic. Mm-hmm. And I just really loved what she had to say. And I saw her at Gonzaga and said, would you come and put on something for our kids here? And I would have to say meeting her and how she went about things changed the culture for our program. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mario, great skill development did so much for the girls, but Momi came in and when I say change the culture, not like that, but they were bad kids <laughs> and there was great skills, but there were things missing. Mm-hmm. Um, in volleyball, there has to be a lot of talk on the court. My girls were quiet, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get them to talk. And Momi came in the very first time she went to do a tournament or a camp for us, and she went, called me over. She says, okay, totally changing. It's not the skill. It's all the other parts that go with it. And so, you know, it was just almost sometimes I'd have to, I don't I hate to use the word punish, but there would be a consequence if you don't talk. Mm-hmm. I don't care how great you pass the ball. If you don't talk, then this is what you have to do. Yeah. And that the seniors that I had this year, mm-hmm. they were the beginning of that. Oh. And that's has changed over the last four years for sure mm-hmm. on what is expected and how you play the game and how it should look beyond the skill. I'm going to have to pick your brain about that later because I cannot get my baseball players to talk. And even mm-hmm. in a game like baseball, you need to be able to communicate. That's and when impressive. you're six girls on that small court, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, it it to. was hard. Yeah, they and they were great kids, and they supported each other, but they didn't want to say anything. Yeah. They didn't want to talk. That's yeah. that's not a problem anymore. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, what was this last season? What was it like? You had, I think, eight, nine seniors. Eight seniors. Eight seniors. Wow. I mean, you guys made a pretty good run. I mean, was that? 
something you guys expect out of yourself to go deep and get, get back. You know, I think a lot of people were wondering, Tia's gone, Mm -hmm. you know, what are, what's Ellensburg going to look like? Cause I don't know how many times I heard, yeah, Tia beat us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, there's a little bit more to it than that. Tia beat us. You just let one player beat us. And, you know, I think the, the girls, they love Tia and what she could offer. And I think they were ready to step forward. And I was kind of waiting to see who was going to, and it was multiple. Yeah, It wasn't just one. Because every match, there'd be a different person that Probably had the highest kills. stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then towards the end, Reagan was a beast yeah. mm-hmm. hitting at the net. But, um, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it, they, they all stepped forward. They wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd worked hard and they'd been together for so long that they were ready. Because yeah. yeah. some of these girls had played with me for four years and some for three. So, yeah. How much fun was that to coach to have that kind of a team in the buy in? And, you know, the buy in is huge. Yeah. You know, my brother always says, you know, they drank the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. They did. And it, and to know them and they, they knew my style, it just, was so easy, mm-hmm. just easy. Um, they knew my expectations. I'm one of those that I, the pyramid isn't all the freshmen do the hard work. My pyramid's the opposite direction. My seniors do the hard work and the freshmen do very little. Mm-hmm. I don't like the seniors pointing and telling the freshmen, you guys have to carry the bag of balls or you have to carry. I want my seniors to rise up and do those things. Yeah. You got to so, show the freshmen how to do it. Exactly. I think that's key. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like my scene, my varsity girls, they set up for the matches. They go mm-hmm. in right after school and they go in and set it up. Yeah. And they're the, and for the C team also, they're the ones that go in and have everything ready for everybody. Just mm, things. my yeah. philosophy on yeah. how it should be done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. you've since the, since 2013, how many, uh, girls have you had go to the collegiate level would you say you have tia fisk and you had these two in uh, shawnee i mean uh, yeah Sh- shawnee tia mm-hmm. and um leah yep. is going and rose oh. so out of this group of seniors i had three and i had others that could but they chose not to go on and play mm-hmm. and then prior to that there were others um uh, she's playing basketball now, but Malcolm, oh, yeah. she went there to play and Megan Rogers went on to play at Bellevue. Mm. So there's been a few, but Tia's my, Tia's my first D1. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I that's know, exciting. right? That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, talk us through the, how the season went. You know, it was a really successful run. Uh, I guess we talked off the air. How about, you know, the tournaments you're able to go to and, and just how your season flowed along and then and just being able to go play a bunch of games in one day against competitive people. I always like to get to the Sundome mm-hmm. early in the season. And the we don't always do great there, but I just like all the court time because mm-hmm. then I could try different combinations and then we kind of figure out what's going to work and what's not. I don't think I've had a year yet that we've gone to the Sundome and we've had everybody. Hmm. somebody's either been hurt or they're sick or, but it's still, it's a ton of court time and there's a lot of teams there mm-hmm. and it's the commotion 
and all of that, rather than just you have one match going on at a time. And that's what happens at state. There's lots of noise. So I like all that commotion Mm -hmm. for them to go through. Um, We've done okay at the Sun Dome, but there's, you know, four A teams there. And there's a lot of great one A teams and two, you know, two A teams that are out. We had, in fact, in our pool, there was a team from Oregon, Idaho, and two from Washington. Oh, cool. So that was kind of fun to see teams from other areas. Um, And then... West Valley, I think last year they were so good and it was kind of scary to play them, but it was okay. And this year we just didn't play great against them. We took one set and we should have done more, but it was just one of those off days. Um, And we've, it used to be that if you can make it through the CWAC and make it to state, you generally will place and do well. Mm -hmm. And I know SELA always gives us a match. Um, Grandview used to, Prosser does, um, you know, and so it's just nice to have that competitiveness in your own league. This year, it wasn't quite as competitive as it has been in the past. Sela was always, is always there. Mm-hmm. And then not quite mid season, but a little bit after we either go to Olympia to a tournament or to Burlington Edison. And that's where we get to see the good teams from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took third at Burlington this year. Lost to Burlington twice yeah, there. Man. So that was sweet when we that got them at Absolutely. state. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it's just nice because you see a lot of the, the great teams from that side, which we don't get to see otherwise. Right. When you play at the Sun Dome, is it different? The I mean, I know when the basketball team plays down there, it's kind of different for them shooting and just because it so seems open. so large. Yeah. Yes, they have sometimes that that spatial awareness. Sometimes they serve like so you out. So you right. see the kind of yeah yeah okay yeah huh yeah it 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 takes a little time for them to get used to it. But those girls that are in club, they end up in situations like that a lot also. So that helps. So they're used to playing in that. Yeah. So were you pretty pumped when you heard that state was going to be, I'm sure you were at Sunch. Well, actually, yeah. I think we they were, about that. the girls were not excited about it. Yeah. No, but you made up for it. Yeah, we did. Yes. Right. We have a great supporting community and student body. Hmm. And, you know, but the fun part for the girls to go to state on the other side is hotel and all the fun things that we try to make it mm-hmm. an event. And so they were worried that with it being here in Ellensburg, it was going to be boring. <laughs> but we um, we ended up that it was pretty fun. Yeah, we rented a house at Sencadia, and um, the parents pitched in and paid for that. And then we had a big kitchen, so we were able to cook our own food and do things. Oh. So it made it an event. Okay, I loved the the facility and how it was set up. At St. Martin's, there's three courts going at a time, so it the days aren't quite as long. Mm-hmm. Here, there's only two courts, so it was a longer day. Yeah, that, but it was great. Wasn't this a Friday night? It was delayed. I was getting yes. worried because we have a deadline. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we were waiting, and then ours took we we ours took longer. And there were teams just cheering to get it over because oh, there was yeah. another match after us. Yeah. So yeah, one court was ahead of schedule, and one court was behind. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was Liskey's mom put a video on Facebook and when you guys arrived on 
was it Thursday or Friday morning for your first Friday match? It was morning. six in the morning. Yeah. And it was a scene. From, it was a volleyball Hoosier scene. It was awesome. Fire trucks, school bus, and the rest of your crowd behind you. And I yeah. thought, how cool. Yeah. That's got to be, I mean, the girls, how do they not get excited to play? Oh, and they do. And, you know, last year, um, the fire trucks escorted us out of town. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but this awesome. one was kind of fun coming in because yeah. they were thinking, okay, how do we do this? But yeah, Ryan Liskey. Yeah. Organize that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, talk us through the state tournament and how it went and kind of the ride of that whole weekend. Well, going in as a number one seed is a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. So to get through your district tournament and end up number one, you generally get a, an easier match right off the bat. And so coming out number one was huge. And so we did have an easier match. Not that any of them are easy. Everybody's deserving to be there, but at least you're not playing a Ridgefield right off the bat. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so it's, it, and having a, an early match, we do some early practices just to get the girls used to that. Cause some of them don't like practicing <laughs> or playing at eight o'clock in the morning. So yeah. we do run practices so that we can, um, be successful at that time in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we had a huge long break and then we came back to mm -hmm. play again. Um, and that was Tom water. Yeah. Was that nice to beat them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I felt, I felt a little bad for a, a little bit. I know they're AD and I went over and I said, well, I kind of feel a little bad. Mm, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. But you know, you do root for your alma mater, mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> and I knew some of those girls too, from when we did uh, the tournaments at central and, oh, okay. you know, from that. And, but it was nice. And the beauty of to the house we rented had a big screen TV oh. and you could, we videoed Tom Waters match. Okay. Yeah. We went back and studied the match and we were prepared to come and we knew what we needed to do when we got there. Awesome. And we'd already seen Burlington the next morning. So we knew who their hitter was, how they ran their, mm -hmm. their program. And the girls played tight that first set and we lost it. And that's yeah. when I said afterwards, I don't know what you're afraid of. Cause we, we've played teams that are just as good, if not better. Mm -hmm. So just pretend it's Sila on the other side and go out and play. And that's, that's what they did. And then came Richfield. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, what was <laughs> there a little bit? Uh, they were huge. Yeah, what was yeah? I mean, what what were you telling your team and before? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they had like three girls, like six two, six yeah, three, six yeah. one, jumping. They hit over the top of our block. We just we were outmatched at the net. But what yeah. I love about this group of girls, they never give up. Hmm. They never gave up in any match. And for them, they finally came back and won the third one. And I was just glad they did that. And there were some girls taking, you know, digs off their head. And, you <laughs> oh, know, it yeah. was just, it yeah. was tough. We just couldn't shut them down at the net. Just yeah. couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their outside hitter ate us up. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything you would do differently or is there just like nothing? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just There's cheap. really, I mean, I had my, my best girls up against them and yeah. they were just, they're good. Yeah. Flat out, they're just good. Yeah. You know, and I can't say that we played awful. It's just we just didn't match up well. I, I would have rather played Washington. We played them at if Washington would have knocked them off mm -hmm. 
we could have had a state title yeah. Yeah. because we played Washington at Burlington and, mm-hmm. and beat them there. We would have matched up better to them mm-hmm. there. I don't think there was anybody that matched up to Ridgefield. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of one of those teams. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, they're, they're big and they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our, unless you got any more questions for no, us. I'm good. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you joining us sure. today and congratulations on a great season and thank you. Uh, good luck this off season and getting ready for next fall. Yeah. yeah. They're already starting good. Clubs, clubs underway. All right. So, all right. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be right back. I believe John calls us back and we will be with our scoreboard here in just a minute. Yeah. All right. Valley sports talk fans. We are back after a fun interview with coach Debbie Landry, but now it's time for, would you rather we were trying to, organize this thing a little bit yeah and we've came up with a solution no organization is best and we were john called us back luke yeah he did so he's the online now or back. He, he's back okay we didn't hang up on him yet it's so good i'm gonna start this <laughs> off if yeah. they had given you the option would you rather have been suspended for a year or fired you guys know what i'm referring to <laughs> suspended for a year or fired this is not related to the Houston thing, right? It's absolutely the Houston <laughs> thing. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'll let John go ahead, or unless he's still thinking. I probably. Just what was the f- question? I'm calling in, so I'm breaking up on you guys. Okay, so would you rather have been just suspended only, or just had them fired, or suspended for one full year, can't do anything, no pay, or just fire you right away with no suspension? Well, this is really embarrassing because I still can't hear you. So let me so move on from me, and I'll try to move on to <laughs> something closer to a window, so I have uh, so I have better uh, reception. Sorry, guys. What would you do, Luke? Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe I'd I'll, I'd just get fired right away. Are you guaranteed? So you just get try to find another job. Unlike, yeah, yeah, if you don't get the suspension. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. if you guys don't follow that, the Houston Astros got busted for stealing signs, but not just stealing signs. They were doing it with cameras and radio in, and a guy would beat the trash can to give out a signal. So if one hit on the trash can was a fastball, two was a changeup, three curve. Jeez, yeah. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, stealing signs is a part of baseball. That's what happens. Yeah, but not when now. you take you it to the level, of baseball? it's a part of baseball. Yes, but when you take it to the so level, at what point? Yeah, at what point does it become unethical? When you start using technology, yeah. When you start using TVs and radios, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, guys steal signs all the time, and and it's up to us to make sure that we have our the catcher knows that we change signs up, whether it's the second sign, first sign, third sign, and. If you're going to just give a guy the sign, that's one thing. But when you start zooming in a camera and from center field and hitting trash cans and stuff from the dugout and having a guy radio in, that's too far. Yeah. Okay, so if, if it's just good strategy, okay, I get that. I get that. Are there coaches that disagree? Like you say stealing signs bar to baseball as long as it just keeps the human element. Mm-hmm. But are there coaches that disagree at that as well? I'm sure there is, but let's, but they, the major league baseball, everybody was doing it, but major league baseball sent out a letter. If I'm correct on, I remember reading or heard this correct. The MLB sent out a letter to all the big league teams saying, stop it. And the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros were the only ones that didn't stop. They just moved their video guy further towards the clubhouse and then radios that could go further. (laughs) But we're off the subject of would you rather that's my bad. 
So, John, would you rather get suspended or fired? Well, I mean, <laughs> if I'm on the tail end of my career, I'll get fired and just ride off into the sunset with my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, realistically, I just want to get suspended because, you know, you can get reinstated. Right. Yeah. I think this is almost as bad as Pete Rose. I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame over this one. Anyways. Anyway, sorry. We'll he move on to some more. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, That's another rather? one. I'm sorry. We're, we're going to stay off track. Mm-hmm. You brought it up. That guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It just, I mean, maybe don't even, maybe he's not a Hall of Fame as a manager, obviously, but uh, nobody, I mean, there's very few in that generation or, or ever in the history of baseball that has had the level of success and intensity as P. Rose. That guy needs to be in the hall and i can't believe it's still been what 30 years or whatever um since they declared him ineligible that's that's just pathetic unfortunately sorry he's not going to make it on a tangent he's not going to make it while he's alive i bet he'll get in after he passes away he's not going to make it down which is too bad yeah all right would you rather luke you had some good ones okay would you rather uh let's see win fifty thousand, or let your best friend win five hundred thousand? Half a mil. True. John, go. Would you hope Man. that he would share? <laughs> That's supposed to be this tough. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Uh, yeah. I'd say the... Well, I don't know. Hold on a second. I'd say the best friend. Well, if he cuts you a deal, you know? That's it, the thing. That's the catch. If my no, friend I, knows I, I gave it... This had the option for him to win the money, and he knew full well that I was going to do that, that he's probably going to help me out. So we'll go with the friend. I might take the fifty because I don't know. Well, if they don't know the scenario, and they're not they're not going to just give you a hundred thousand or something, which would be nice. Yeah. yeah. So just answer it because I'll I'll be honest. I mean, none of us are like hurting for money, but we all could. Hey, I could use a couple of extra zeros in my uh, bank account, a couple of extra figures, you know. So I would. I'm a, I'm I'm a jerk. I'm a horrible jerk. Sorry, guys. I, you're never going to win five hundred thousand if <laughs> if I have a chance to win fifty. I'm going to say the fifty grand. But here, answer this for me. You guys were saying, well, I'll do the five hundred thousand. Maybe if they share, if they hook me up. Blah blah blah. No, no stipulations. Fifty or five hundred. You can't say I'll give them five hundred if fifty <laughs> gives me some. I'll take the money. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about you, country? I'll take the money. Yeah. Taking the money? Okay. I'm taking the money. Good. Yeah. Now, I'll buy you dinner, and I expect (laughs) you to buy me dinner. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm taking the 50 all day long. Because if our wives, and for you, Luke, if if your wonderful fiance knew that you gave up 50 grand because you're a really good friend, that means we're horrible husbands. (laughs) I'd be be moving in with you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd have 50 grand to pay for it. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, John, what's your would you rather? Well, um, I had like a New Year's resolution one, but Luke, um, do do your uh, the food candy one. Let's oh, do yeah. that one. Would you rather have no candy on Halloween or no turkey on Thanksgiving? No candy. Really? Yeah, I think I'm going no candy too. No candy. That was easy. <laughs> meat is special to me. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of meat is special to me. So well, and no, no turkey I, on Thanksgiving is really un-American. Like, 
What's that? No turkey on Thanksgiving is just un-American. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, why don't we just let the terrorists win by not eating turkey? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a would you rather, um, but I just can't uh, can't articulate the idea that I have in my head. So. Okay, would you rather watch a Friday night barn burner, amazing basketball game in a gym, or would you rather watch on a beautiful spring day or even a beautiful summer night, a walk-off home run and just a baseball game that's gone back and forth and just a on the edge of your seat all night, all seven innings? The latter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Dan? Um, uh, if it's – you say beautiful day, so that means it's no, there's no wind. Right. Um, or that's how I'm interpreting it. You know, for intensity, I'll take the basketball game. For family enjoyment, just watching a great game and being outside, mm-hmm. I'm not answering it straight. I'll take them both. Okay. Them both. <laughs> I'd love both too. Well, we got time for one more. Producer hat's going on. We got to wrap this thing up. Who wants the last one? I'll take it. Okay. All right. Would you rather run 100 miles per hour or fly 10 miles per hour? Ooh, <laughs> run! I'd run 100 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. yeah. Less chance of falling down. So you, you crashing can get to Seattle in under two two hours. Oh, I, yeah, a quick little jaunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Flying, if I had though, a superpower, <laughs> if I had a superpower, I'd want to fly, but I want to fly more than ten miles an hour. Okay, 20, um, twenty-five. So I'm just gonna. I'll say the. Uh, I'll say the hundred miles an hour. Although getting from Ellensburg to Seattle. Going over the pass, we're going to look really funny, but whatever. <laughs> It'll be fun yeah. as long as you have I'll your snow run 100 on. miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up this episode 19. John, we did the Johnny Unitas episode. We didn't inform you that. Um, but so, let's not forget, I thought it was Edgar's number. Yeah. Luke is getting I called literally... to Kangaroo Court because he oh. said Edgar on episode 19. He has, a, fun- he has a funky number. In number 11. Yeah. Anyways. What is his number? 11. I, always, I in my head I thought it was nineteen for some odd reason <laughs> that second, but but that's Johnny U, right? Johnny that's right, Harris. baby. Yeah, okay, a golden arm. Well, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the YouTube. We got the camera rolling. Unfortunately, we don't got John's beautiful face on the camera today, but uh, he'll be back next <laughs> week. We hope. Um, share it. Let everybody know that the kid has probably sports talks around. Make sure there's people out there that know about that want to hear about us because. We're the only talk show in town, fellas. So uh, check us out, share it on the social media, watch the YouTube videos, and go check out our sponsor, Fitters Furniture, and go tell them that Kid House Valley Sports Talk sent you. And we will be be back next week with so much more and great information. And we can't wait to hear from you guys. Yep. Take care. Be nice. Sounds good, guys.